You're listening to the KNGI Network.
Good evening, one and all, and welcome to episode one of my very special VGM show. How are we all doing tonight? I hope you're having a fantastic one, and thank you for joining me. I appreciate the lateness here in the UK. And, well, in America, it's back to what is quote-unquote normal timing. Um, I know the first episode was at a different time for you guys, thanks to Daylight Savings, even though this is also the first episode, we'll explain all that in a second. Um, but you're back to what will now be the normal time for the show. So, 5pm EST, that is 2pm uh, Western. Oh, man, <laughs> I used to be good at time zone conversions because I'm Radio Sega, and then I just got lazy at some point and uh, just kept saying UK time. Uh, of course, uh, as you might be able to hear, I've got a slightly different audio setup to normal, so I'm also going to need some... Uh, just heads up if any of the audio sounds a little bit weird in comparison to normal, um, if I'm struggling to be heard over the talk bed, etc. Um, that's a story that I've told on Pick and Mix uh, that's been recorded for this following Friday, so you'll get to hear all about it then, but the gist of it is, yeah, I want you to know how I sound uh, right now. This is part one of your three-part Viper triple bill. Funnily enough, the triple bill has three different parts. <laughs> Who could have seen that coming? Um, part one here on the KNGI Network, Viper's VGM show. We're starting it proper tonight. The remaining two parts will be over on RadioSega.net because tomorrow night, join me for the five-year anniversary of my show, Topical Resort, on the night itself. And part three will be the aforementioned pick and mix pre-recorded because I'm watching the Sonic movie. Uh, like a bad host, to be honest with you, but I think it's a great episode regardless. Uh, but this is part one of that three-part special code coming over the following days this week. I'm super excited to bring it to you, and I hope you're excited to hear it as well. But I did say a bit earlier that, yes, this is episode one, but this is technically the second episode of Vipers VGM, which we did. The very first one, which isn't by the numbers, because it was a special, but I would consider the proper first episode, was a special going over my own personal gaming history. That's available on KNGI.org or wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, but this is, according to the numbers, this is the first numbered episode, but it's going to re- rely on you already having heard that previous episode in terms of the structure. I'm not going to explain everything again, who I am, you know, what you're here for, what we're going to get up to on this show. Uh, so I would recommend, if you've not already done so, go ahead and listen to that very first special. That sets everything up for this one. It's not like you need much of an explanation anyway. Uh, and then come back to this one if you haven't done so already. Uh, if you're listening live, ignore all that. We're just going to play some great music and give you a little bit of chatter about the two games being featured tonight. Those being Mario Kart 8, the... Oh, God, it has a really dumb name. Is Booster Course Pass. Mario Kart 8 is like Booster... Booster Course Pass Wave 1. I always get them in the wrong order. So, I was like, is it Track Pass? Is it something? No, it's Booster Course Pass Wave 1. And we've also got Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Again, there's been a lot of buzz about over the last couple of days. And for good reason. Because, oh boy, what a game it is. And what a soundtrack it has as well. What you heard at the start of the show was the game's technical, technically main theme. I'm not sure if it properly is or not, but everyone's considering it. it, it Everyone is considering it it. <laughs> Try saying that five times fast. No, I won't. But that was Welcome to the New World, the full version. Uh, to begin with, in the game, you only hear a very shortened version, but either in the sound test or a bit later on, you get to hear the full thing. And after that, from America 8 Deluxe, um, it might be easy to just call it that from here on out so I don't go on various long <laughs> diatribes about it, but that was Sky Garden, a track which was 
not in terms of design, but music track, right, was arguably my favourite Mario Kart track from the series. I love the DS remix of the Super Circuit version, so when I saw that it was in Battle... Again. I keep I keep wanting to call it a battle pass. That's also what I keep doing. When I saw it was in wave one of whatever that thing is called, um, I was very excited just for the music alone. The track itself, it's nothing like uh, any other version of the track, but I appreciate the music nonetheless. And then ending off the block from Kirby and the Forgotten Land once again, that was Faded Dream of a Psycho Meddler. That was requested by Wolf, and one thing I'm going to learn very quickly is I have no clue where most of this music plays, because as I will establish a bit later on in the show, I've unfortunately not got as far in Kirby and the Forgotten Land as I would have liked to uh, for this episode, but I can still chat to you about it, about my first initial impressions nonetheless, and all the buzz that other people have been going on about as well. If you want to go ahead and join me, that is over at KNGI.org, you can also use KNGI.org forward slash discourse, and you can go ahead and chat to the people such as Jamie64326, Pocket Allure, Cold JCRB, Resident SD. We've also got some newbies in the chat who weren't around for the last episode, such as Nor- I, I See, I, I tried to establish how this was said earlier on. I think it's Naoni? Noni? I'm not quite sure, but regardless, welcome and hello to you. We've also got Purvis um, bullying me down in the chat as usual, and I see a boss wolf typing. Um, welcome to you as well, and anyone else who joins us throughout the night, always listening on the podcast, or lurking. Hello to you. We're on Twitter, that's at VipersVGMshow, and I left the last episode on a bit of a cliffhanger, if you recall. I couldn't remember what it was that I was going to say, so I gave up on it, and I did elaborate in the chat a bit later on, but I can't leave the podcast-only listeners on a cliffhanger. What I was going to say at the end of that last episode was that the tri- eh, the Twitter is in a bit of a need of a re-ba- rebrand, and I was expecting that to come before this show has aired. Uh, to cut a long story short, uh, I did say I wasn't really going to talk about uh, what's been, you know, going on tech-wise relating to this show and personal life-wise that's uh, made me a bit unable to do all my shows the last couple of weeks. Uh, this show was going to be on a break anyway, I wanted to give it a couple of weeks between the pilot and this actual show. Uh, but for my other show, uh, Pick and Mix, which airs on Radio Sega, Fridays at 7pm UK time, you should listen by the way, um, what happened there was... Yeah, I had a massive issue with my computer, uh, as well as my network connection. Through just having to fix all that, having had bad weeks for the last couple of weeks, uh, lack of energy, lack of time, all those fun things, I just haven't had the time to finish the artwork. So there will be proper show art. The art you see on podcast feeds and wherever, that's not final as of now. At least I certainly don't want it to be final. I've got this really grand idea of what it is I, I want to do in my head uh, for, like I said, the social feeds and also the main podcast artwork, uh, but I just haven't been able to get to fruition yet. Uh, that's what I was going to say at the end of uh, last time's episode, but it just really was not coming back to my brain. But point being, at VipersVGMChat on Twitter, that's where you can get show updates as well as tweets throughout the show letting you know what's going on. And I'll always be pulling requests there as well. Or you can use the hashtag VipersVGMShow over on Twitter as well. Both those places you're able to get in contact with me outside of showtime. But of course my Discord DMs are open. Um, But that's going to be the main ways anyway. If you want to let me know what it is you want to hear. And how about you think... what? (laughs) Sorry, how about... What about you thinking about the brand new Kirby. And the somewhat kind of new Mario Kart tracks. Because... 
As I said, there's, there's been a lot of hype going on around these two. It's been the main gaming thing I've been hearing a lot about over the last couple of weeks since that very first episode, so I wanted to dedicate some time to them. There have been other games that have come out since, and uh, I'm sure they're worthy of a spotlight in maybe a future episode, but these are the two that I've had the time to play, I have the interest in, everyone else around me seems to have a ton of interest in, and of course, critically, some great upbeat music that I can bring to you here on this Wednesday night show. Uh, let's see what you all are saying down in the chat room before I leave you and get back into the grooviness that we got coming up in a few moments' time. Um, I'm, I'm being called weak, right? Because the Radio Sega gang are here as always, and they're they're bringing in they're bringing in their memes. Um, but sadly, I can't ban Jamie six four three two six, which is a tradition on the <laughs> Radio Sega Discord. Someone asked me to do it, and I do it. I oblige. Um, there's a lot of memory relating to that. I have no power. Uh, <laughs> so I just want to say, I have the power to turn off this radio show at any time. The broadcast can end. Cut. That's it. No podcast for you. Um, <laughs> remember who's in charge around here. It's, it's Kyle. Um, I am ultimately at his mercy. Uh, as has been pointed out by him. But incredible. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and get into some more music. But also... Hey, what's up to you, DJ Mockram, as well? Hope you're doing well. I, I just like to give shout-outs to everyone, right? That's what we're here for, as I mentioned many a time on the original broadcast, is we're just here to hang out, chill out, have some fun, you know, have a bit of a candid chat about what it is we enjoy about vidgers. Well, these specific vidgers, in particular, are the focus of today, so let's get them back in. Uh, let's get back in some more tunes from them, shall we? From Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I'm going to go with one that was requested twice, both by... Boss Wolf. <laughs> I don't know why I've got your name there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing on my part. We had it for Boss Wolf and Naoni as well. Or is it Kyle said I'm meant to pronounce it. Got it, it's Noni. Okay, Noni, we're going with that. Both of you requested it, and for good reason. What a song it is as well. And like I say, we request R still open. So anything else anyone else wants, do let me know. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and get burning, churning as we head on in to the power plant right here on the KNGI Network on the first episode of Viper's VGM Chair.
there. I, I hear something happened during the music break. I'm, I'm sure it was nothing major, right? I'm, I'm sure it wasn't the platform we were using to communicate with each other just went down. But we're back. I get to chat with you lovely people in the Discord. Well, that's a lie. There are some very nice people in the Discord. And then there's, there's my crew <laughs> sitting there menacingly. Um, but what you just heard there was a track from Kirby and the Forgotten Land, of course. What else could it be from? Because you can, you can hear instantly that style goes hard. That was Sword of the Surviving Guardian. Before that, from Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, the booster course. I'm not even going there, but somehow I still am. From the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, the booster course pass, wave one. You've got Toad Circuit, originally from Mario Kart 7. Um, Mario Kart 7 probably... So it's my least played Mario Kart. That's definitely a lie. Super Circuit and Super exist. Um, it's still up there as one of my least played ones, however. I do enjoy it quite a lot, and I've enjoyed it a lot more recently uh, as a result of... Um, there's recently been a custom track pack made for it if you've got a modded 3DS, which we spoke about in the last episode. I'm a big fan of console modding and hacking. Uh, so that's been a great deal of fun. You can even still play it online. So as a result, I've played a lot more Mario Kart 7, but not the tracks Nintendo want you to play. I don't know, I just got a 3DS very late. Uh, I can't remember if this was in the last episode or not, but it was 2016 I got my 3DS. So it was on death's door by that point. And certainly Mario Kart 7 was as well. So going on a little bit of time, but I think it came free with my 3DS. Um, but very quickly put it down for other games, which I at the time found more interesting. Like... Kirby, for example, uh, which would have been a nice segue, but I've still got to talk to you about Kirby and the Forgotten Land. That was Burning Churning Power Plant, as requested by both Boss Wolf and none other than... Here we go again. I, I've just got to I've just got to do it at this point. Uh, pronunciation has never been my strong point on any of my shows. There's no exception. We've got it from Noni there. Um, I hope I got that right. If not, um, the, the kick me sign is on, on my back. Please feel free to... Um, I don't know, disregard it and punch me instead, that would probably be easier. Um, but yes, I was going to talk to you about all things Kirby because I'm gonna, I want to get into a little bit of my history with both of these franchises here because I feel like it's important to set it up, you know, what games I was raised on from both of them, uh, where my experiences lie, what ones I have played, haven't played, thoughts overall. I feel like that's an important part of the setup to let you know. So, um, let's begin with Kirby because my... Um, experience with Kirby is a little bit less so than my experience with Mario Kart. Now, that's not to say I'm experienced, uh, unexperienced in Kirby games, because that is far from the case, but I don't have that childhood nostalgic attachment to it necessarily that you know, maybe other people have, or certainly is the case for me and Mario Kart. Um, I grew up during the massive Kirby downtime period. Um, you know, it's the part of the show where I make people feel old in the audience. Uh, I'm very good at that. Um, so I kind of grew up in the DS and Wii era, which was, like I said, a downtime for Kirby. I wasn't there immediately at the start of the DS era. I kind of got into it around 2005-2006. So I just somehow completely missed out on um, Kirby Mouse Attack, as we call it, or Kirby Squeak Squad. Uh, Superstar Ultra had a very limited release uh, in Europe. Um, but that would ultimately be the one which introduced me to the series. But certainly, as we all know, no console games um, during that time period. They were working on a 3D Kirby game, funnily enough, with the GameCube, and it just kept not panning out. Um, and finally that game would t 
return into uh, Kirby's Adventure Wii, also known as Return to Dreamland. Uh, when would that have been? That would have been about 2011, I want to say. So by then, um, you know, relatively grown up in comparison to perhaps, say, 2005, 2006, when I just missed out on the initial batch of Kirby games around that time. But for the most part, pretty much dry spell. So I don't really have that early childhood nostalgic attachment to it like I do certain other franchises that have been covered on this show and I cover elsewhere as well. Um, but my first real experience with Kirby um, would of course be in other crossovers. Obviously Smash Bros Brawl um, was probably the first place I remember seeing him after that. I think that had the... Oh, what was it called? It was the Vault. Was it the vault, or was that another mode in it? I can't remember what it was. The classics mode, um, that let you play trials of WiiWare games. I remember Kirby's Adventure being in that, and at some point later it went on sale on the Nintendo Wii Shop channel, and I went ahead and got Kirby's Adventure, but it was never one I got very too far in. I didn't really understand what to do. Um, and like I say, even though that would have been, a, that would have been like six at that point, I believe, once again, really making people old. Um, I don't know, still didn't have an attachment to the character by this point outside of him being a fun character to play in Smash, but the games would come soon because 2011-2012-ish, um, I'd been browsing the internet for another year of years by that point, which sounds like a horrible idea. Uh, you know, this was the age before every kid had a tablet or anything, you know. Uh, iPads weren't even out when I started browsing the internet or anything like that, so... Um... Yeah, I'd been around for a couple of years, and eventually, you know, through YouTube, it led me to discovering Kirby Superstar Ultra, and reintroducing me uh, properly to the character and the games. So, I really wanted Kirby Superstar Ultra, and eventually I managed to track it down, but like I mentioned, that power release... Yeah, that power release is difficult to come by, but I somehow managed to get it sealed for like £30, which was still the price of a new DS game back then. I don't know how. Um, but I got it, played it, and I, I mean, it's still one of my favourites. It's such a good game. I'm probably in the minority of people, but I just prefer it over the original SNES version. I don't have that attachment to it. I have the attachment to the DS version, which just has more content. And I don't know, I, I don't particularly mind the soundtrack changes. I'm not too fussed about the DS sound chip, etc. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, and it planted the seed for one of the future Kirby games, but despite what I mentioned with Return to Dreamland, I just... Uh, 2011 was too late, really, for my interest with the Wii by that point, and Difficult to Come By was an expensive game, even at the time, so as a result, I passed it by once again. Eventually, I would go on to sell Kirby Superstar Ultra as well, which... Still a decision I regret, but I would end up getting it back later, so it's all good. Got another PAL copy again, and it's real, not a reprinted cover, anything like that, in good condition. Um, so that part of my collection is restored, because I couldn't go without it. That shiny cover, man. The shiny gold cover. Oh, it's still so pretty. Um, I love what they did with that game, but it's still... I, I It's one of those games you just got to own physically. I know, obviously, there's going to be a bunch of uh, arguments about emulation, etc. I'm not here to provide any reverence to them. Um, but it's just one of those games where owning the proper box copy, the, just like I said, that shiny reflective gold on the on the front, it's just plastered in it. 
and it's so pretty, uh, combined with the artwork of Kirby and all the uh, helpers from the game as well. Um, but after that, I'm trying to think, really. Um, I think at some point I would have played Kirby's Adventure again on an emulator. I think I got pretty far in it. Probably 2014, 2015. Um, I owned the game on the Wii Virtual Console, you know, and still kept my Wii around. Um, because I'm a big fan and a big proponent of it, as I'm sure it will be very much established in future episodes of this show, if it wasn't already in the last one. Um, but, eventually... I, like I say, I got the 3DS, and that was in August 2016, around my birthday time. One of the first things I went out of my way to do, because I'd continued to watch various videos about Kirby and Let's Plays and live streams, all that sort of thing, uh, first thing I went out of my way to do is get both Planet Robobot and Triple Deluxe, and what a great idea that was. Um, I, I'm, in, I'm also in the minority of preferring Triple Deluxe over Planet Robobot. I still think it's a great game, especially in comparison to what came later, um, but Triple Deluxe is really um, where my love lies for that series. That's also a fantastic game. That and Superstar Ultra are the ones that I just keep coming back to over and over and over again. I can't help myself. They are, they are Kino content in the Kirby franchise, um, smashing stuff. But aside from that, I would... I'm pretty sure I played Nightmare in Dreamland a couple of times. I love that version of the game as well. Kirby's Adventure, that is. Sure, I played some other stuff. I know I played uh, Adventure Wii around this time as well. And I'm sure some others. Um, but that's kind of the bulk of my getting into Kirby phase. I go back to play some of the others on Virtual Console and emulate that sort of thing. Uh, some of them didn't necessarily cook me as much as I would have liked them to, certainly. Um... I know for a fact Kirby 64 still to this day haven't clicked, which I know is an opinion that some people really don't like. Um, I don't know, it's just not one I've ever got on with particularly. Uh, Dreamland 3 is a great game, love Dreamland 3, rediscovered that probably around 2018 or so. Dreamland 2 is horrible, I hate Dreamland 2 with a burning passion. Uh, it's not one of my favourites, shall we say. Um, uh, no, not Nightmare, uh, sorry. Amazing Mirror! Never played Amazing Mirror. Maybe I should fix that for this show someday. Uh, I got the cartridge as of last year, so it, it's entirely possible. But everything new I continue to keep up with. I kept up with Star Allies. I got the home launch day. What a disappointment that was! Um, <laughs> but I'm sure that's a conversation for later. Um, and now, of course, we've got Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which I will talk to you all things about in the next block. Mario Kart then, uh, DS was my very first one, I played it a little bit but it wasn't my copy, it was mainly my sister's, so didn't get too far into DS on my own, um, or too much into it, but certainly did play it quite a bit, but that would mainly come after having played Mario Kart Wii. Pretty much, to my knowledge, the first game launch I can actually remember. We just got games on sale or whenever we found them at the supermarket before that or whatever people already had, you know, it wasn't typically the uh, new games were bought exactly for me, it was for all of us or family members, um, but I remember being super excited and counting all the days to Mario Kart and we went out, got it, we had to look everywhere, but got it day one with that Wii Wheel package. Fantastic game, I do love Wii, uh, even still now, you know, the, the modern community is keeping that one alive once again and the custom servers, all that. Um, but that is the one that I have the nostalgic attachment to from that early age. Um, just played Mario Kart Wii continuously over and over and over and over again. You know, it's not a game of an ending necessarily, but just the amount of times I play those tracks is ridiculous and I'm still not bored of them. 
I know it does have its problems with balancing, etc. Item spam, but at this point, Maricart's not Maricart about item spam, as uh, 7 and 8 have proven, and I certainly think it's way more manageable than those games, so I'm happy to stick with uh, Wii and continue playing it after all these years. Nowhere near as much as 8, at this point not even as much as 7, but um, the one I have the most attachment to in the series, I enjoy a lot, it, I think its courses were up, I, I think DS had the best new courses. Uh, in the series, in my opinion, they're still all great to go back to, but Mario Kart Wii, probably the most polished and varied. I liked the settings and sometimes the challenge of driving around the DS courses, but I think for the general player, the Wii courses were probably the peak of that and, you know, not too many gimmicks, that sort of thing. They're cer they certainly were there, but you know, it's not like 8, no need to shoehorn in anti-gravity and gliding and all. That sort of stuff, which uh, really grinds people's gears as well. Um, but I've pretty much played every Mario Kart in the series, just I mentioned at the top of the show. Some I have less experience with, like Super Circuit I had, I uh, just didn't get on with it. In fact, I have it again now. I bought a bunch of GBA games again last year and I just kind of forgot what ones I got. Um, Super Mario Kart, I played at a couple conventions, but it's just never, some, never a control scheme I've really meshed with. 64. I, I, I always can't say I don't think 64's aged that gracefully, but I had it on the Virtual Console back in the day, and I've continued to play it there on emulator and through Switch Online since. And I do still enjoy it. I get a lot of enjoyment out of it, but I do think there's elements of it that haven't aged as gracefully as people who are diehard to that game would have you admit. Uh, Double Dash, a game I really want to like, but the control scheme just does not allow me to. I'm not big on how that game controls. For as much as I love it, it's various weird quirks um, that it has, and of course I already mentioned my history was 7 and 8. Well then, that's my own personal history with Marikar and Kirby, but do you have anything you'd like to add as well? Do let me know on that Discord if it is indeed still there. That is, uh, I, I need to use the wrong link, kngi.org forward slash Discord. Do let us know, and do let us know what music you want to hear from the following two games. So we got some more, believe it or not, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. And also, believe it or not, some more Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass Wave 1. I will get that engraved in my brain, whether you like it or not. But let's start with a track from Kirby. It's none—it's uh, one that I feel like I'm pretty close to, but I'm not all too sure yet. It's Moonlight Canyon. Do enjoy it, and when we come back, I'll finally be talking to you about what it is that I enjoy about these games so much, and where I've gotten to, what I'm thinking and everything else in between, as well as hearing what you all have to say about them. So, don't go anywhere. This is Viper's VGM show, only on the KNGI Network and on podcasting services. We're playing for you some great music, such as the following. I, I guess you could get your volume up, but I don't know if it's that type of song, but it's still a great one nonetheless. Enjoy, and I'll be back in just a few minutes' time.
Oh hey, welcome back to Vipers VGM show right here on the KNGI network. You just heard Plundering Beast Battle requested by, yep, we're continuing the quote-unquote gag. This is totally not just me failing it every time. From Noni, before that, and that was requested by Noni. I can't remember if I said that or not anymore. What is, what is time? I don't know, but it's 11 o'clock. Oh man. For that from America 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pack Wave 1. Did I finally get it right? Let's check. Boost the course pass. So close. Yeah, so far. That was Tokyo Blood. And before that, to kick off the block, what a song that was. From Kirby at the Forgotten Land. That was Moonlight Canyon. And well, now's the part where I talk to you about all things to do with the games at hand. So I want to talk to you a little bit about my thoughts on Kirby and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I've had a lot of time to play the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Here we go again. Booster Course Pass Wave 1 tracks. So catchy, it just rolls off the tongue, you know? <laughs> I've had a lot of time to play them anyway. Um, point being, I have played them a lot on my own. Played them with friends as well on stream, as you might have seen. That's twitch.tv forward slash the green bright. I do that once every seven months, uh, believe it or not. <laughs> um, so I did some over there. I've also done some private lobbies with friends, ones that were open to people on Twitter. I'm not going to use that as an excuse to plug Twitter. Um, <laughs> I play them in person. I play them on my own quite a lot in order to get the trophies. I've got all three stars except for 150cc. Just need to do that. And then, of course, that trickles down to the rest of the lower speeds. But once I do that, I've got all three star trophies on everything in the game. Uh, actually, that's a lie. I've got to do a couple more 150cc cups from the main game again, and then I will be done. But 200cc and mirror mode, I've got all three stars. Super proud of that. 150 should therefore be a breeze. So whenever I'm not uh, all wrapped up in Kirby and Gran Turismo, I'll be doing just that. I'm technically still playing Gran Turismo. I just haven't touched it in ages because, once again, time has been at a premium. And also, now Kirby's taken that main slot from junk food gaming away from Gran Turismo. So, I will get there. I will uh, do the rest of those courses, I swear. But for now, they're my main focuses anyway. Um, but I've still been playing quite a lot of Mario Kart Deluxe where possible. Like I say, with friends, that's been the key. Just not been up to much of the single-player stuff. But I've been enjoying them a lot. Um, I do understand the concerns um, about the... Graphics being a little bit downgraded, that is 100% the case. Um, if you look at side-by-sides of tracks in the main game, even the DLC from Mario Kart 8, the original, and the DLC from this game, yeah, there is 100% a graphical downgrade. Despite that, you know, there's reason to be sad about that. I don't think there's a reason to be angry about it, like a lot of people have been. Um, but I certainly do get the disappointment with how it looks. But I still think it's a very nice art style. Uh, had Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, or the original even, launched with it, to begin with, I'm sure there wouldn't have been anywhere near as much of an outcry. It's just the change and simplification. But it's still very nice looking in its own right. It just doesn't hold up when perhaps you do a direct comparison to um, the other tracks. And I know people are calling it lazy devs because that's just what Twitter does. The uh, armchair game developer type thing. Um, but uh, we don't kind of really know the ins and outs of what's been going on here. Because people assume they're just basic Mario Kart tour ports which they're not. There's been a lot of effort going into redesigning the tracks, as uh, you can see from all of them, but especially like Ninja Hideout. I mean, come on, there's so many differences between that one and uh, the one that appears on tour, as far as I'm aware, but uh, all of them uh, have quite a lot of new features and design changes in comparison to that game, so it's a bit unfair to just call them that. 
But the reason I'm getting at this is I do wonder if there is a little bit of a staff change between the two games. Because to my knowledge, the team who developed Mario Kart 8, the original on Wii U, did go on to develop ARMS. Now, as to whether they were brought back on to do this booster course is... I, I don't know if that's been confirmed. It might be still to be seen, to be honest with you. We might not see any credits until the end of them. Or we might see them soon, or maybe they're already there and I didn't notice. Maybe they were just added to the main credit screen. But regardless, you know, even if some of the team came back, that's just it. Some of the team. I'd probably bet you it's not a full team, and especially either not the same amount of people or the same people as the original. So I think it makes sense given circumstances, but of course armchair game devs don't care about circumstances, do they? They just care about basic, you know, the basic picture that's laid out in front of them, right? Um, <laughs> it's, it's not that easy. It, it never really works in the ideal way we all expect it to in our head, right? Uh, game development, but regardless, um, I think they did a good job given what resources they probably had, and I still think they're greatly enjoyable on their own, and I would recommend you get the pack. Um, I haven't actually outright bought it, but there are, um, of course, availability options on the Nintendo eShop itself for £22, I believe it is, here in the UK, but I've already seen it pop up in a bunch of places um, here on like deal sites that we have uh, in our country. Uh, we have them for, you know, the UK-specific ones. That's why I bring it up like that. We've got stuff like Hot UK Deals, which is the one I use. Um, I've already seen it for like £15, just the code version, which, yeah, it's a pretty big price slash from 22 to 15 £7 difference, right? Uh, I, I can't, <laughs> it's too late. Yeah, that's £7. Um, but that's still a great deal. Um, how I've done it personally is I haven't outright bought it. I am on the higher tier of Nintendo Switch Online, which of course generates a lot of animosity. I don't think it's entirely unjustified, but I do think it's a little bit overblown at times. You know, um, I don't know if it was necessarily the one, but if they continue to add stuff like the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster, then I think it will continue to be a good deal, because there's already the Animal Crossing DLC, which was, what, £22 on its own as well, maybe? Uh, and now this, and potentially something with Splatoon 3 whenever that wants to come out. No, maybe even more stuff coming in the future. I think once that happens, uh, I would be I would be unsurprised if we saw more Nintendo Switch Online services, like, you know, more Nintendo consoles like the Game Boy that are pretty easy to emulate. They have a good working relationship with NEC, to my knowledge, so they have... They had it on the Wii U Virtual Console, so maybe we'll see TurboGrafx-16 slash PC Engine stuff. I could say it wouldn't be a huge shock, to be honest with you. Um, but my point being is, is I already have it. I'm on a family plan, um, which makes it even more manageable. Um, I'm on a plan with my girlfriend and her family, which makes it a nice even split and makes it significantly less money than it would be here on my own. Uh, and, like I said, the value will continue to go up, especially with more content like the Booster Pass. Was it the Pass? or It was the Pass, yes! Booster Course Pass! We're getting there! Towards the end of this show. Um, but, <laughs> with more stuff like that continuing to be added, I'm sure it will continue to become a better and a better deal um, in the foreseeable future. So, yeah, I'm... I'm pretty happy with it, and like I say, I feel like I got my value for money as someone who didn't pay outright for the course pack. Eight tracks, yeah, a little bit feeble to begin with, but that will continue to grow, and there's going to be so many of them. Uh, and some great ones, according to data mines as well, if they're still to be believed, and they're not based on how data is 
information, uh, which is possible, and they could have just left unused tracks in the files, for example, and they don't actually plan to go with those ones. Track names, that is. There's no track data from what I know, just the names themselves. Um, but still, we'll be interested to see what happens with future waves, but some great music in this wave. That's what that's what I was personally waiting for. The tracks could have been whatever, as long as the uh, remixes were great. We've got some fantastic Mario 8 jazz licks in all of them. That's what you like to hit. I think mine's Ninja Hideout. It's kind of a rare case uh, where it's not actually jazz in Mario 8. Uh, but I still enjoy it a lot. It's coming up in the next music break. So uh, you're not going to want to miss that one. Along with... Is there another track from America? Yes, there is another track from America 8 Deluxe. How could I not get away with playing that one? I'm thinking to myself now. But yes, once again, if you've not already played it, I would recommend it to you. Um, and plus, I was saying about value for money. It's really good value for money considering the fact of you don't even have to buy it to play the content um you can vote for the tracks freely in friend rooms if the friend uh sorry the host has the dlc they can still be your friend but they specifically have to be the host um if they have it yeah you can freely vote for whatever track you want um otherwise it is now shuffling as of last monday in public lobbies so even if you're just going into worldwide you still have the opportunity to vote for the tracks just what ones appear are at random so you're not always going to see them all the time, um, but when they do appear on the voting list, you can probably be sure that people are going to vote for them because they're new and not worn out, like Wild Woods, for example, which shuffles all the time in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So that's another positive of the packs. Hopefully that will shuffle less often. <laughs> it was Ribbon Road in the original Mario Kart 8. The, um, they threw off the balancing of the randomizer for what tracks were picked in the random three when you were voting online to be way more skewed in favour of the DLC tracks and Ribbon Road was just the one it always picked. You would play like maybe five races and genuinely three of the five would be Ribbon Road. Um, at least in my experience, it drove me insane. So as long as it's better than that uh, in Deluxe, that's what counts to me. Kirby then. I've unfortunately not played as much Kirby as I would have liked, to be honest with you. I got it on Friday and... A good deal on it I got as well because I originally planned to pre-order it from the Nintendo store and in fact I did just that. We got the My Nintendo UK store online here in the UK, um, you know as opposed to like a physical in-person location like you guys in America have got. Still a bit jealous of that one. Um, because the Nintendo online store to be honest I've never had particularly great experiences with it. The communication is always pretty poor. Um, when I have actually got through to someone if I've ever needed customer support it's been pathetic or they've just been downright rude to me or taken ages to get back or just uh in one case with the live chat they just completely gave up on me because it was pretty much approaching their quitting time so they couldn't be bothered to continue talking to me so they just cut me off uh which you know i, I worked in customer service for like two and a half years uh, that's not good customer service <laughs> i can tell you just that um so yeah i've never had the world's greatest experiences with them and kirby was no exception um, because it ended up being that <laughs> I ordered it for £50 because they had a pre-order bonus that was some Kirby Forgotten Land fridge magnets and uh, me and my girlfriend's fridge I, I say me uh, my girlfriend's fridge as a result of my nerdery collective nerdery um, is covered in gaming magnets and when I saw that I was like perfect we can put some Kirby on the fridge um, <laughs> it's always just my intuition um you know, we're, we're both massive nerds, right? But it's, I always go, let's get the magnets <laughs> and then sit there arranging them for ages. Um, it, 
I don't know, I'm just, I'm just like that. So when I saw there was Kirby Magnets, um, I naturally went ahead and ordered the game. Uh, they tried to take the payment from me once, before they were meant to take it, so I didn't actually have the money in the account. So they tried charging the 50, didn't happen. Uh, no communication from this point on to say that the order was cancelled, but they never tried taking that money again. So I saw it was Thursday, uh, I clearly didn't have a copy coming, it's still not arrived, so they did cancel the order without telling me, which was super nice of them. Um, so as a result, on launch day, went out and found it in Argos here in the UK for £40. At some point, the price dropped in a bunch of places, so I got it for £10 cheaper than I would have done from the Nintendo store, and earlier than it would have come in the post from the Nintendo store as well. Um, on the Friday itself, that was when I was still really fighting on my computer to get it sorted, because I was trying to get it sorted in time for pick and mix, which didn't happen in the end. Um, so I didn't get much time to play on Friday, but eventually got to it in the evening. Uh, Saturday I intended to play way more of it than I actually did, but I was visiting some family members. And uh, I was just completely exhausted that day, so I just kind of sat there looking at my phone all day instead. Uh, you know, watching videos, that sort of thing, instead of uh, actually playing the video that I really wanted to play. I just didn't have the energy for it. And then uh, got busy with this whole planning for the Viper Triple Bill thing, as well as just general organisation ahead of um, meeting up with some friends to see the Sonic movie uh, at the end of the week. And that, that requires one friend staying over for a couple of days, so I've had to get myself ready for that as well. Say planning this Viper Triple Wheel thing, and also still fixing my computer. It's finally up and running, as you can hear on this show. Um, but all of that meant I didn't have time to tuck back into Kirby until tonight, like an hour before the show. So I got in another level before going. Oh, I don't have time for anymore because I've got to make sure that I can connect the to the network. I've got to make sure that I get people's requests in, and you know that. I'm running this in a virtual machine, as I told Kyle, who couldn't quite believe that. Um, <laughs> this is running in a virtual machine, so I had to make sure it was running at top speed. You could actually hear my microphone, which you couldn't, so I had to fix that. Um, but, you know, stuff wasn't going to start to pause. Like I say, it was going to connect and actually record the show, which is done. It's only quite in one level in the end tonight. Uh, disgraceful, I know. I, I'm not even out of World 1 yet. Uh, so I don't feel I'm a place to necessarily chat at length like some people did. Some people did tell me that they've already beaten the game uh, or they're a great chunk of the way through it, which I am very jealous about. Ironically, I'm probably going to have time to play either tonight or tomorrow night um, <laughs> after this show is done, the one which I'm talking about it in. But from what I played, oh man, this is the breath of fresh air that Kirby has needed. Star Allies, I did brush over it um, in the last segment, but Star Allies was a huge letdown for me. Uh, I enjoyed it when I was playing it, but the second it finished, it just... I didn't leave me with a sour taste in my mouth. It left me with no taste in my mouth. Nothing. Um, it was so by the numbers. Um, uh, the performance issues did really put me off of it. Uh, the game is 30 FPS, which is the same with Forgotten Land, but the difference is, you notice, I didn't complain about it with Forgotten Land. I haven't thought much about Forgotten Land yet, but... That would have been like prime center complaint about it. Um, I would have already mentioned it. But Star Allies had really bad performance issues because it couldn't ever hold that 30 FPS cap, which for a Switch game released within pretty much the first year of its life was very pathetic. Um, and it was so distracting as well because it had weird frame pacing issues. So it just had this strange quirk where it just felt very sluggish at times. 
both in terms of looking at the visuals and also controlling it sometimes just felt like dragging the joystick through mud uh, for me personally. And there was one nice bit, which was spoilers, the final boss at the end, you know, hinting at a 3D Kirby type experience. I did enjoy that quite a bit. Um, but outside of that, it just lacked all the charm and character uh, that the 3DS games had, which made me love them so much as well. It lacked the good performance that those games had on the console. Uh, and it just felt like a more generic, less charming version of Adventure Wii. The whole gimmick of Star Allies was pretty much, look, there's four players and you can all interact with each other to, you know, do teamwork. Teamwork is the dream work. That was the gimmick of Return to Dreamland. A game that released like seven years before, performed better, and was more varied and interesting than Star Allies ever was. And it was short as well. It lasted like three hours. And it was £50! It was a full price game, which I don't recall the 3DS ones ever being. Despite having more content, it's significantly more variety in the gameplay loop. So then, uh, it didn't have big boots to fill uh, with Forgotten Land. Uh, I didn't even think we were going to get another Kirby game this gen. I was very surprised when that Nintendo Direct uh, leak happened next and listed it on the Nintendo website ahead of the Direct that was coming that day. Oh boy, Kirby and the Forgotten Land for the Nintendo Switch. The first 3D Kirby game. And it makes the transition elegantly. No memes about Kirby had a rough transition to 3D or anything like that. It nails the execution and it's polished to a T. They knew exactly what they were doing. They waited for just the right time. Just as things were starting to get very stale in my opinion. And they breathed so much life into this franchise and it's got a bright future ahead of it let me tell you um i don't know I'm, I'm i'm not that nuanced in my gameplay critiques but it just feels right there's no snags no catching points like you can sometimes have with these first transitional games to 3d it just gets it it just nails the landing um it's kirby but in 3d with all the advancements you'd expect with that jump as well and uh, no weird detractors or anything like that. Wholly worth a play, and it's wholly worth that price tag it commands this time around. And it's even, like I say, the fact that it's a significantly more impressive game uh, on paper, and yet still runs better than Star Allies, the 2D game, uh, is incredible. It holds at a solid 30 FPS most of the time. There are occasional dips, but they're not too noticeable, nor are they too distracting or annoying. And the game holds up. You know, the visual quality holds up. It's a super pretty looking game for the Switch. Um, like I say, there's no strange performance snags which uh, take you out of the action. Just pure Kirby goodness. And like I say, not too far into it, so I can't comment for the entire thing. But it looks like probably the best game to date. I don't even think it's close for a lot of people who played it such a reinvention of the wheel and yet a perfect translation of what made everything great before that wheel was around so to say you know they, they built the wheel from scratch it reintroduced so many characteristics and refinements that everyone would have wanted um, from the uh, previous incarnations I enjoy it quite a lot I'm looking forward to spending more time just diving headfirst into it because it looks like it's worth its weight in gold so far I'm say so so looking forward to it it's just a shame that i've not been able to have much quality time with it before this show's airing but 
those of you who have had have said amazing things about it. Looks like a proper Kirby fan game as well. Uh, not not fan game as in, you know, made by fans, but a game for the hardcore, pu hardcore purist fan. Although, you know, the change to 3D might negate the purist thing, but um, regardless, it's one for the hardcore fan, because normally Kirby games, like, the reference is, oh look, it's Green Greens, you know, from the first game and all that. That's what they like to do. Um, this one seems like it actually, from what I know, because I have been spoiled a little bit in places, has some nice deep cut references to stuff maybe you wouldn't expect from a Kirby game, which just normally references the first level of the first game, you know? It looks interesting. It looks, like I say, and I've emphasised enough, fresh. What the franchise needs and, well, how it's going to continue to evolve into the future. I did get a message from Wolf with their opinions, so let me just go ahead and nab that right now. Uh, let's see what this was. I basically blitzed through the new Kirby game over the weekend, and while not very challenging, I found it charming and a lot of fun. Uh, anyone else got anything to say? Let me go ahead and check down in the chat room. Uh, I've not been looking in there for a while. Uh, Kirby didn't have a rough transition to 3D, said Pocket Larry. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for confirming that one for me. Um, <laughs> Jamie says, The game has frame rate issues, especially when seeing things in the distance in the background. Some of Pokemon Legends. From what I know, that's not an issue. Um... That's by design, from what I know. So, what Jamie's talking about is, uh, this was highlighted in the Digital Foundry review, which was the only review I wanted to watch ahead of the game's release. So I was like, look, does this game struggle like the Star Allies did? The Star Allies, I don't know what that means. Does it struggle like Star Allies did? Um, so I was desperately anticipating that review before knowing whether I'd be super into it, or I'd have to emulate it to, um, you know, break the FPS limit, that sort of thing. Um, what they outlined there is that the further away from Kirby or the camera something is, the lower the frame rate is to conserve the overall frame rate, or the slower the speed or the less frames of animation that object has. So something really far away from Kirby will update very slowly. <laughs> so that does become a bit noticeable in places, but in terms of the actual action, because of optimizations like that, everything is very stable. I would recommend it as well. <laughs> Carl says, Nintendo games overpriced. Never. Um, yeah. <laughs> Breath of the Wild still £50. It came out five years ago. I kind of want to play it before too because I'm not a Zelda guy, which is, you know, once again, another thing this show might be able to fix. But, I don't know, it's £50. <laughs> I don't have that sort of money at the moment. I barely managed to squeeze it for Kirby. Um, but I'll clearly have to figure out something at some point if I want to play that ahead of two. Who knows? Anyway, it's time for some more music. I've been waffling on for long enough, so we're going to get into the final full music break of the show. When we come back, it's time to end things off before then. Fantastic tunes to come, such as the following from Marika 8 Deluxe, the Booster Course Pass Wave 1. I knew you'd all want it. Everyone secretly wanted it, even if they didn't request it. The chat's going to probably pop off when I play this one, and for good reason. Originally from Maricot Wii, it's Coconut Mall. Get the volume up, because you've just been Coconut Mauled. Like I say, we'll be ending the show when we come back, but four great tunes for you to come before then, so be sure to keep it locked to the KNGI Network, because this is Vipers VGM Chur.
Looking for more? Go to our website at kngi.org. to get coconut mauled only on this show uh, that's now pinned in the Kanji Network Discord <laughs> maybe not one of my proudest moments um, I, I didn't mean it as in I was going to maul you as in coconut maul has coconut mauled you right uh, you know Carl doesn't care about that uh, it, it's now permanently in the Hall of Fame and I kept the feeling it's going to become kind of confusing and uh, slightly lewd, uh, like the Radio Sega pinned has become, but you know, <laughs> point being, um, <laughs> it's now in the Hall of Fame anyway. What you just heard there was a track which everyone loved, myself included. That was Beginner Treasures, one that I remember. You know, I enjoyed all the other music in the game, but that was the first time I heard something in the game itself, aside from the opening vocal theme, which I feel like kind of doesn't count. Um, I saw, I heard that and I went, yes! Yes, this is vibing. I love it. That's why I had to put that in the show. For that from Marika 8 Deluxe, another track that got a lot of love. It was Ninja Hideaway. And it's the track, arguably, that's been getting the most love from the entire pack in general. Because it's fantastic. For that from Kirby and the Forgotten Land, that was Raw of D2D. What a song. I cannot wait to experience that in the game itself. And Kicking Off the Block was, of course, Coconut Mall from Marika 8 Deluxe. Well then, that's been it for this episode of Viper's VGM Show. Thank you ever so much to everyone who's been tuned in over the last hour and a half. I've had 
a great deal of fun, and I hope you have done as well. Um, with that in mind, though, I should tell you what's coming up on next week's show. And, well, it's a variety show. Various people, you know, variety show, haha. A lot of people have got in various requests. I keep saying various. <laughs> it's not a joke anymore. Um, so many people have got in a lot, there we go, of requests. Um, that just aren't related to Kirby or Mario And originally, this was just going to be an Anything Goes show focusing on those two games. But I thought it'd be more fun to, you know, focus on these, but also have a show next week that's nothing but various things, you know? So, not just focusing on one or a couple of games, but playing the music from a whole host of them. So, be sure to send me in your requests, once again, at VipersVGMShow on Twitter, or using hashtag VipersVGMShow. You can also message on Discord, that's kngo.org forward slash Discord, and private message me, green vibrate, hashtag 6383. I'll be sure to take on board your requests. Any video game goes. Uh, except for the whole point of the show is I don't play any Sega music because I host the show every week over on Radio Sega called Pick and Mix. That's Fridays at 7pm UK time, focusing on the weird and wacky side of Sega while playing for you a variety of some of my favourite tunes from various, various franchises. I try and dig deep, but a lot of the time, because it's meant to be a fun and upbeat show, it ends up coming back to genres such as chiptune, j-pop, and anything happy and cheery, but occasionally my love of loud music and punk and rock all comes through as well, but I try and make it a happy, upbeat show to kick off your weekend. But because of because of that, and the fact that I've been hosting shows on there for so many years, for that reason, for those of you who are new to this concept, I don't accept Sega requests. The whole point of this show is to expand my horizons, listen to some new music, play a metric ton of new games that I've maybe even never heard of before, or if I have, I've not got to them. They've been on a bucket list, or I've been told I've got to play them before I die, and I'm feeling a little bit, uh, a little bit scared that uh, that means something more than it does. So I'm getting around to them, I swear. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's the whole point of this show, so I won't be accepting those sort of requests, but anything else goes. So do let me know what it is you want to hear, and I'll be sure to get it on the show next week. That's, once again, Wednesdays at 10pm UK time, and for the US listeners, the time the show started this week will be the permanent time from now on. Just daylight savings are a bit weird, the overlap or lack thereof of America and Europe sometimes confuses people. 5pm uh, Eastern, or... It is 2pm Pacific. It's been so long since I've had to list time zones on my shows that I forgot that it's called Pacific time rather than Western time. I, I used to have to use Western Europe time as a time zone as well. Um, like I say, I used to list times all the time, funnily enough, um, on my various Radio Sega shows, but as the years have gone on, everyone knows what time they're on, so I don't have to list anything other than the UK time, but now suddenly I've got to get used to this time zone thing again. So. It's 10pm UK, or 5pm Eastern, or 2pm... I nearly, I nearly forgot it again. It's Pacific. <laughs> I'm, not being, I'm not being specific, but it's Pacific. Still can't even say that, but... <laughs> Coming up on KGI as well, we've got... Well, none other than Nitro Game Injection itself. This coming... See, now I'm, now I'm forgetting. This coming Friday, I know it's Friday, but... What time is it now on in America? I assume it's the same time, which is 7pm Eastern. But I'm also not sure about this. Because <laughs> sometimes there's some weirdness with... Some time zones don't move over to daylight saving time in America. I don't know if Carl's in one of them. If so, it might be on like a weird time in the UK. 
it might be on in a weird time in America. I'm not really too sure what's going on with that. So, uh, let, let's see if we got our confirmation. Who knows? Um, anyway, 7pm uh, Eastern. Right, 7pm Eastern <laughs> for Nitro Game Injection. Who knows what time that will end up being for the UK listeners. Uh, but be sure to give it a listen in. And like I mentioned as well, I will be live. I won't be live, actually, that's a lie. But I will be on the air at 7pm on Friday with Pick and Mix, my Radio Sega show of choice at the moment. I won't be there, though, because we get the Sonic movie on April 1st. So, haha, I'm watching it. You Americans aren't. Um, <laughs> but I did say at the top of the show that this, the, this three-day period which this show has started is what I'm calling the Viper Triple Bill. Part one was this. Part three is Pick and Mix. Part two is the five-year anniversary of Topical Resort, a show I started back in March of 2017, and it gained a little bit of a legendary status above me, to be honest, uh, with Radio Sega listeners. Um, like I said, that status kind of outlived me, uh, in a sense. Overshadowed me, uh, would be a better way of putting it. So it's a pretty big deal. So tomorrow night at 7pm UK time, that's 2pm Eastern and 11am Pacific, I will be revisiting five years worth of shows. That's two full seasons of 52 episodes. So 104 episodes for those of you who are big brained out there. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to be going back over all of them, playing some of my favourite music while talking about what went into making each episode, the background of how it came to be, and the various points in my life that that show got me through. Uh, I think hopefully it'll be a really interesting listen. If you are listening to this and you're part of the Radio Sega crew, um, who are currently here and supporting me, if you listen to the show and have any memories, any favourites you want to let me know about, private message me and I'll be sure to feature them on tomorrow night's show. Uh, like I said, specifically I want to know favourite episodes, any favourite moments, any memories of the show, and I want to know some music. It has to have been played in a previous episode, but as long as it has, it's game on the show. So let me know any of those things, and I'll be sure to feature them, because listener interaction is a huge part of my shows, I like to think, a lot of the time. At least I try to make it so. Sometimes I'm not always the greatest at it, I know, because you just get lost in the flow of things, right? But listener interaction and hearing what you have to say was such a big part of that show, so naturally I want to incorporate it into tomorrow night's episode as well. It's going to be a very special one. I've been looking forward to it for a long time and I can't wait to uh, share the memories with you all and just relive the days of 2017 and beyond. Um, it'll be a fun time, so please do go ahead and join me tomorrow night at 7pm on RadioSega.net. And like I mentioned a couple times now, part three, 7pm on Friday, will be Pick a Mix, the April Fool's Day special. There'll be a Mega Mix. There'll be hijinks galore. I hear a lot of mashups, some good, some bad, and a whole host of awful Sega music. Anarchy will rule that night, so be sure to give it a listen if you're not on the Sonic movie like I am. Um, aside from that, I do want to give a quick plug over to my friend Gabby, because I forgot to do that at the top of the show. I'm ever so sorry. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Gabby. He's currently streaming for charity. He's streaming for the good people over at the Blue Cross, a charity um, doing various things relating to animal welfare. If that sounds interesting to you, he's playing some Banana Mania, so go ahead and join him over there and maybe chuck him a few bones if you got them spare. Otherwise, just spread the word. Sorry to Gabby, but I'll be on my way now and uh, people will be able to enjoy the next 20, so, 20 or so minutes of your stream. Um, sorry about <laughs> the stealing of listenership. This show has been planned to be Wednesdays at 10pm for a long time. It's just 
unfortunate that the next couple of weeks will overlap with your stream as well. Um, but like I said, variety episode next week, so be sure to let me know your requests. Otherwise, that's been it from me. Thank you ever so much to everyone who's been listening. We've had Resident SD, Jamie64326, Carl JCRB, DJ Mockram. We've also had Pocket Alluri. We've had Noni. Uh, I'm definitely going to have forgotten some people at some point. So I'm going to keep scrolling up. We've got Purvis. How could I forget Purvis? Um, I won't be allowed to live that one down if I did. Professor Rye's been here as well. Did I already say Carl? I don't remember. It's not important if I forget him right. Might not be here next week. But anyone who I've missed, be sure to shout at me because I uh, will give you the shout out you deserve, it, even if it's only in the chat room. But we got one more song to come for you now. It's not from either of the games featured tonight because Resident SD sent me a little request a couple days before the show. And he said he didn't know whether I was just talking about the new Kirby game or I would also be playing music from others in the series. Now, this technically isn't even from the series. But it's a remix of a song from the series. One of my absolute favourites. Certainly a key highlight of this soundtrack, which was already phenomenal in all rights. There's so many good tracks to choose from from it. Um, but once I saw this request come in, I couldn't not accept it. I knew it had to end off the show. From Super Smash Bros. Brawl, what else could it be? What other Kirby remix but Butter Building? Thank you for listening. I've been Viper. This has been episode one of my VGM show. We'll be continuing next week, Wednesday at 10pm UK time. But for now, that's been it from me. Have a good one. Enjoy some butter building. And I'll catch you all next week. If I uh, could actually fade up the talk better. <laughs> Have a good one. See you all soon. Oh man, it, it's, it's a bit of a learning curve getting used to this VM. But we're getting there. This episode went a bit better than uh, Pick a Mix pre-recorded last night in that regard, so I'll, I'll see you all later. Enjoy some butter building and variety time next week. See you soon.
This is the KNGI Network.